Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. This is episode 55 of our podcast. We're back talking to each other. Thanks, Yoji, <laughs> for joining us yeah, last week. That was awesome. But yeah, now yes, it was. it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah, we can make it if we if try. We try. Oh, oh, you know. We're uh, friends. I guess we yeah. are friends. Friends, friends forever. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. All pod. We're just going to sing the little clips of songs that we know yep but don't know the rest of the song as long as we just mention path of exile which we've already done yeah we're it good. is officially we're a poe <laughs> that's right now podcast. we're going to talk done. about michael w smith and amy grant the rest of the night oh you got me excited for a second i thought you were gonna say michael jordan but <laughs> nope no we got all our mj talk out just before the podcast that's right nobody wants to hear about us talking about basketball big shout out to all our patreons this week for supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. If you're curious what our Patreon is, you can find the link down below. Biggest benefit is uh, at the lowest tier, you get access to our after pod, after the podcast podcast, uh, after dark, where we just talk more POE in life. So anyway, big shout out to everybody who has been supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome. And we will see you later after this episode in after dark. Sweet. All right. So tell me about your week, bud. Well, it's 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 been busy. We didn't really uh, get to catch up last week, so I got I got I got a couple things I want to to bring up. If that's all right, let's do it. Uh, my my kids, um, we get uh, we give them one maybe two video game sessions a week, right? Mm-hmm. They get to, on Wednesdays. They get maybe an hour before dinner. They can play together. They have to play together. You know, learn to share and be patient and stuff like that. Whether playing Skylanders or whatever. Then on Saturdays they get a hour each they can play individually or whichever they wanted their video game day last week to be path of exile on the computer and uh my son's tried it a few good kids (laughs) they've they've done it on the console but they get kind of excited and the computer mystifies them because we've never really integrated that into them yet yeah so they were kind of learning the the mouse and how it works and how different it is and so it was kind of fun to watch them I recorded, I, every time I put like YouTube videos up with my kids, I always put it private. I accidentally had that public for a week and a bit. So either way, it was kind of fun to see them on there and figure things out. My wife and I though, have you seen, I know we've been uh, kind of talking F1 a little bit when talking about Netflix originals, but did you ever check out the Dragon's Dogma Netflix original? No. Is it actually out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out oh. for a bit. Um, it's been on my list. And one day I was just like, ah, screw it. Hold on. Did you watch it? Yeah, I'm done. So it's one season, seven episodes. Real people, animated, what? Anime. Huh. Anime. Oh, and okay. What do you think? Well, uh, it's it's Does it follow good. the story? Yeah. And you know what, though? Things like the dragon and the monsters, they made look exactly. They didn't take any artistic liberation. They made it look exactly like it does in the video game. But is Gary there? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, what uh. they did, they didn't actually have you have three pawns in your party. It was just one pawn that could do everything. And okay. You know, um, for the sake of story and, you know, minimizing how many characters there are. It was dark, though. Oh. And a little bit of anime porn, but it was dark. But I was curious if you'd seen it yet, because I, we loved the game or love the game. Uh, so cool. Probably the worst lore in the world. So when they were coming out with a. I thought the lore was all right. Oh man, the story uh, was cool. The, the overall story was neat, yeah. except when it came to your character outside of the dragon. Like there were a lot of other lore things that happened, like with royalty and stuff like that. Like I thought all that stuff was really lame. But the dragon itself, 
and the entity of that was was really cool. Anyway, it was it was interesting. It was neat. Some days I like it in retrospect. Some days I don't. Um, I make fun of it just as much as I like it. How it many was episodes cool. was it? Seven. Just seven. Interesting. So, okay. Do you know what a rep digit is? A rep digit. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. It was Path of Exile related. So I put it into our Trello notes. And I don't remember. I didn't write down why I put in rep digits in my Trello notes. Is this your notes. voice to text? No, no. Rep digits a legit thing. It's it's numbers that all have the same number. So like uh, uh, 11 is a rep digit. 22 because it has two twos is a rep digit. What does this have to do with Path of Exile? I see. I was kind of hoping you would help me with that. Can you think of any reason why I would want to bring up rep digits in PoE? I would never know why you want to bring up anything you want to bring up ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I no. <laughs> I, I anyway. I wanted to say, hey, cool. This this is called rep digits, and there's something it in the game that cool? was rep digity. Okay. I don't remember what it is. So if you ever see anything rep digit like in I'll the game, I'll make sure to add it to the list. Give me a shout. Yeah. Now, you know what's awesome about rep digits on a total side note, though? It's a portmanteau. You know what a portmanteau is? They're the best. It's a word that combines two words. So if I want to say something like, thanks, Justin, it would be like, I don't know, thin. Or if I want to say Justin sucks, it would be like, jux. Get it? A portmanteau, like two words combining into one. Yeah, you, you, there's tons of port rep digit, repetitive digits, rep digit. Come on, cool. Hate okay. Justin Huston. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna make this a portmanteau episode because I really want rep digits to be like I don't remember why I wanted to. So add you it. just you, okay. Anyway, I had a I had I had a good week with my rep digits. Cool. And my anime porn and my kids playing video games on PC. Sweet. Yeah. How about you? How about you? Uh, Okay. Let me think. My week, I started the installation of my Christmas LEDs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are are you using your lawn vacuum to help you with that process? No. You know what? There was actually a day where I really needed to to clean the lawn, but I was busy doing the LEDs and I, I was conflicted. I wasn't sure what to do. That being said, it has been effing freezing cold lately and so doing the work on the christmas lights has just been painful so i got up the whole main floor now has the the channels all installed the leds are all installed everything's soldered set up the little computer everything works realized how hard it's gonna be what set up a little computer yeah there's a little computer that will run the whole thing it's tiny like this is it i'm gonna show him on the camera okay, that is a it's little like the computer. size of a credit card and it's an esp32 is the computer it's actually this tiny little piece right hold on okay it's not going to focus but anyway this little piece right here is the actual computer i and have an esp33 how... so mine's better okay now why didn't they just make an app uh that that runs through my network which lets me access it through an app and what does that computer do that the christmas lights can't just be turned on and off it lets me do anything to them. They're all addressable LEDs, so I can control every single LED on the strips and have them <laughs> okay. do whatever I want. Okay. So it's awesome. And then, but it also made me realize how hard it's going to be to do the second level of the house because of hanging these freaking aluminum channels plus the soldering that has to be done. And so I'm looking into renting a giant, well, it's not giant. It's like a portable crane and bucket. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's all, it goes like 30 feet in the air and you get to be in this bucket and you can like maneuver it. You know, those, you, you, you've seen them around, right? Yes, I've seen them around. Yeah. I'm going to rent one of those. I am curious how many people have rented them for Christmas lights as opposed to. I'll bet you to... a lot. I'll bet you a lot. <laughs> you, this is gung ho, man. When you, when you're on a project, you're on. You're like, no, no, I need a helicopter. I need yeah. to bungee down. I need to just twist my antenna just a little bit. Right. Whatever makes it work. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. Anyway, so I was going to actually try and rent it for tomorrow, but it's, I need something where it's not raining. I should have done this in the summer because it would have been so much nicer. It's so <laughs> freaking cold. So at the very worst, we'll have one line of Christmas lights. The main level will have Christmas lights. They're all done. They're all working. So it's okay to wait till next year to finish your project. Nah, is it though? It it kind of will bug it me is. every single time I'll drive up to the house and be like, "What you lazy butt? You didn't finish it." <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll say to myself every time. It's already the middle of November. I know. There's and, a time crunch. And you're crunch. doing like fine tune, like hands easily cramp and yep. freeze work. Oh man, wait till. But wait if till I have a crane spread. and a bucket. <laughs> Does the crane come with a heater? Then I could go anywhere. Well, I could. You know, it's funny, actually, in one of the each of the spots where I'm soldering and I'm putting on um, heat shrink and you have to heat it up. So I've got my heat gun out and that heat gun normally would like melt your skin. Yeah. And I'm I'm literally holding my hand like behind the heat sink going, oh, yeah, that feels so good. (laughs) I can I can do this with three with three fingers. I'm fine. Yeah. Just warm me up just a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my week. I have to tell you though about a story. Okay. And I don't normally do like stories. I leave that to you. You do the story thing, but your stories are better. No, this just made me, this was hilarious to me. It was hilarious. So hopefully it's funny. So I'm having lunch the other day. My oldest who's 19 is having lunch as well. And my youngest who's three had finished eating her lunch and she was just watching Peppa Pig. Do you know Peppa Pig? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. It's freaking hilarious. I've honestly never actually watched it or, or like I've heard the noises in the background, but I've actually <laughs> never focused on it's a pig, a little girl pig and her family and their friends who are also all animals. So we're watching this show where it's playing in the background and my, my 19 year old starts laughing at one point And I'm like, and I kind of look up at him and I'm like, are you laughing at? a show for like four and five year olds. Like, are you laughing at Peppa Pig? Uh, And I'm trying in my head, I'm trying to figure out like, is that what he's laughing at? And he's like, Oh dad, it's the one part that makes me laugh every single time. Cause we've, uh, my kids have listened to the seasons many times over. And so he explains to me the story of what happens. And when he tells it to me, I laugh and I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty funny if it's true, but I've never heard it. And I'm not going to rewind it or whatever. I go to bed that night and I was listening to a podcast as I was going to sleep and I, it was a, a Bill Burr podcast. And he, yeah. he made a comment that made me laugh and it reminded me of what Ethan had told me, what my oldest had told me. Right. So I paused the podcast and I laughed to my wife and I'm like, you got to hear this, what apparently happens in Peppa Pig. So I explained it to my wife and she starts laughing because she's also never heard this particular thing happen. Fast forward to the morning, girls come into the bedroom first thing my youngest is like I want to watch Peppa Pig and so we're like okay fine we'll throw on Peppa Pig for a little bit before we go have breakfast now the story is about whistling yes and so my wife's like okay but dad wants to watch the one about whistling he's going to put the whistling one on so we put this whistling one on here's the story Peppa Pig doesn't know how to whistle 
her dad, she hears her dad whistling and she's like, what are you doing? And he says, I'm whistling. He's like whistling a song. And she asks how you do it. So he explains to her, you just, you know, put your mouth into a circle and blow and you blow the air out and you make the noise. She can't do it. She walks into the house and she's complaining to her mom. And she says, do you, do you know how to whistle? And the mom says, oh yeah. And she, you know, she whistles and Peppa Pig's like, oh, okay, well that sucks. I can't whistle. And then she walks upstairs and she talks to her brother pig. I don't know any of their names. Uh, talks to the brother pig and says that she's upset because she can't wiggle her ears and whistle. Those are the two things. And her little baby brother's like, oh, I can wiggle my ears. And he wiggles his ears. And then she, he says, I don't know if I can whistle. And he puts his mouth together in a circle and blows. And sure enough, he whistles and she gets upset <laughs> and she walks back downstairs and she's complaining to her mom that everybody else can whistle. And she says, her mom's like, it's fine. You know, you'll learn it, whatever. She says, can I call my friend? I don't remember this. The, it, Sally, the sheep. I don't remember what the actual friend was. Susie, it's like a sheep, the sheep. Susie, Susie, a sheep? sheep. It's a Susie. Sheep. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Susie. Let's sheep. get it straight. I don't even know if it was a sheep or an elephant or whatever, but uh, I'm going to go. Yeah. So Susie sheep. She says, can I call my friend Susie sheep? And the mom says, oh, yeah, sure. So she calls for her, gets her on the phone. So her friend picks up the phone. Peppa says that she's like upset that she, uh, how does she word it? She says, she asks her friend, Susie, do you know how to whistle? And Susie's like, no, I don't know how to. And Peppa cheers. And she's like, she's like, yay, like happy about it. She's like, well, not that you can't whistle, but just that I'm not the only one that can't whistle. And this Susie sheep goes, well, what is whistling? I don't know what whistling is. And Peppa says, well, you put your mouth together in a circle and then blow and you make a noise. And Susie puts her mouth into a circle and blows. And sure enough, she whistles. And all you see is Peppa hang up the phone. (laughs) It is like a little kid show. There's tiny little girls on the phone with her friend. And she just like gets this like super pissed off face and just hangs up on her friend. And her friend's like, Peppa? (laughs) That whole long story made my whole week, man. I was laughing so hard. You have missed out on Peppa. That's one of my wife's my favorite scenes. Uh, but you knew seriously, it? oh yeah, oh my goodness, we love too funny. that episode and the little pig is George, and it's one of the it's one of the only shows that I can tell another parent of young kids, yeah, you can watch it and not want to kill yourself later. It's it's funny. It's British, right? So their humor is, I mean, something that us in our part of the world we absolutely love it in our family. And there's every episode, my wife and I laugh at something. Oh, it's so funny. Like the dad, the daddy pig, he's always like, I'm a bit of an expert at whatever it is, whether it's jumping in puddles or making sandwiches. It's just. Well, I don't know about any of the rest of it being funny, but that part made me laugh so hard about the fact, just the way that she has this (laughs) attitude and doesn't say bye, just literally hits the button, hang up on her friend. Super pissed. Yeah, that was, that was my favorite part. But otherwise, yeah. Okay. So my week was just work, work and lights and watching this Peppa Pig episode a couple of (laughs) times because. That part made me laugh. Uh, what was your week in PoE like? Let's get into Path of Exile a little bit. Did you do much? Peppa rocks. Pox. Following the portmanteau theme. What was your question? Pox is a streamer. Oh, I don't know. That was a portmanteau for Peppa rocks. Get out of here. Enough of your Portman Bridge stuff. Get out of here. <laughs> What'd you ask? I didn't even listen. Poe, Ty. How was your Poe week? Did oh, you do much in Poe? So good. I had an awesome PoE week. Awesome. I, um... I guess it's been an awesome p- two PUE week or two weeks, right? Because of our interview. And I, uh, I applied my filter changes. Every single little detail I've wanted to do 
over over time, like over all the time, every little thing that I'm like, oh, that would be really cool, but I never get around to doing it. And the filter's still fine, but you know, little details like I don't know, making wisdom scrolls get smaller and smaller as you level and get into maps, but they're big while you're leveling because they're important for a league start, that kind of stuff. I was finally able and was finally comfortable with the changes that I've been making to my filter since I posted them at the beginning of the league. So what has this been a month and a half now? I finally posted them and I'm really happy with it. I've been playing with my, um, I don't know, my test filter for a long time. So that was nice. A part of me though, it doesn't, I don't want to make changes to the visuals of items that drop. Like, you know how PoE has their default filter, right? And they all have their own individual thing. And it's kind of neat. And every time they add new stuff, they have some sort of theme that they have. Who knows what it is? There's a part of me that always wants to just delete everything I've done and only make changes to mini map icons and like the beams and then the sounds and sizes, but actually leave. Why? The, I don't know. Just see what it's like. And then, you know, all the league stuff's always the, that color. You always know what you're looking for. There's that theme that for some, you know, makes sense to whoever does the filtering at GGG. But the one thing I hate about the GGG default filter is the maps. They're color-coded by rarity, and I don't care about map rarity. You know what I mean? Like when a T16 drops, I don't care if it's normal, rare, or magic. I'm not filtering by that. I'm just going to pick it up, and if it's and I'll scour it if it's magic. But besides that, like I, I don't care if it's white, blue, or yellow, and they do. So that because of that, and maps are my favorite thing, I change that. But as soon as you make one change, you got to change everything else because it's not default, right? It's not vanilla. So, but anyway, did that. That was awesome. That was awesome. So I dotted all my I's and crossed my T's with my filter. There's literally nothing I can think of in my filter that I want to change now, which is so weird. I've never been there before. But here's the dangerous thing. When all of your I's, I's are dotted, right? Yeah. When all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed, even as a guide creator, scary things happen, right? The theory crafter starts freaking out inside. And so this week I had days when as a, as a guide writer, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, it's a busy, like it's a busy day and I'm not really thinking about it, but you know, three guides are perfect with the amount of time I need to dedicate to replies and double checking stuff. Three guides is perfect. But the next day I totally forget all about that. And it's a, it's a slower day and I have more time to myself. And I'm like, why don't, why don't I have six guides? I have all these solid builds and only three of them. Like I should have more. And so then I'm like brainstorming like the fine-tuned details of how I could take these builds, you know, and make them very, I guess, guide worthy. And like, I'm, I'm having this like seesaw week of like, oh, three guides is great. No, I should have six guides and then three guides. But at the end of the week, it was busy enough that I'm comfortable with three guides. I think it was one of those though. Like I'm like brainstorming and going crazy. I was having this insane uh, theory crafting week and eventually nothing ever changed. You ended up right where <laughs> no, you started. <laughs> no, I spent tons of time doing all this work in my head and none of it ever, ever got outside my head. Well, at least you had the conversation now. Oh yeah. And believe me, when you're a stay at home parent doing chores and all your kids are at school, you start talking to yourself pretty quick. Nice and loud. You're having full long conversations. So it was good. I hashed it out with myself. It was awesome. But in terms of actual gameplay, I had a lot of fun. I was broadcasting online a lot, had some fun people watching, some people that like to watch us murder each other in Red Dead as well. But it's hard, right? Like as a guide writer, your guides stay the same. I don't like changing guides. And I don't think anybody that's following a guide would want a guide to change throughout the league. You know what I mean? Like this is the guide. This is what I signed up for. If you make a change, it's kind of a I don't know if you're following a guide that's you mean like mid league. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I don't like doing that unless I make a mistake or there was something I totally overlooked. I've done once or twice, but as as a player, 
like my preferences still change, right? And and my play style over time changes as well, especially because every build is different. You know, how you play it is a little bit different, even though my circumstances make it pretty similar. So even though I don't like making changes to my guide, I'm kind of changing the guide, the, the builds that I'm playing that are those guides, change them up a bit. And uh, I really like it. Like I've been fine tuning it since league release, I guess, and making them really just perfect for me. And I absolutely love it. And I had some good help from the people that were watching on Twitch this week, which was a lot of fun. So all the guides now, like even that part, my theory crafting is done for those. So if no changes for 313 happen for these builds, you know, if like none of the changes they make happen, these are the 313 versions that I'm going to be posting. And it's weird. Like I have no I's to dot or T's to cross for any of the community filters, guides, anything. I'm done. It's so weird to have an empty slate in Path of Exile. And it's perfect timing because the uh, the private league's coming up. So anyway, I had an awesome POE week. Did you did you play at all? I did not. I I actually okay. So this week I played two other games. I played Terranigma, which is the <laughs> Super Nintendo game that Yoji told us about. Yes. It was never released in North America. It's called Terranigma. It was one of the last games released for the Super Nintendo system. So I'm running an emulator and playing it it's good it's yeah. it's really good like the the gameplay's fine it's very like rpg-ish zelda slash chrono trigger although it's not turn-based there's no like turn-based fighting it's more just slashing you know playing the story is really quite interesting and so it's been kind of like you're i don't know what you are you're kind of it's almost like you're up where the gods are but you're not actually there's no there's no gods sort of thing you're just like a normal human there's some problems in, in earth and so you go through a hole and you drop down to earth and you're restoring earth so you're bringing so far i've brought back all the plants and i've brought back the birds and the wind and so you're trying to restore earth sure sure it's really good it's been a lot of fun and uh it's really fun to just play something that's chill yeah and then i he had mentioned hades but i'd also looked into hades beforehand so i decided to pick it up that game is really good really yeah like it's a i don't typically like the rogue like style games like where you're building up sort of you're constantly dying and replaying that's not usually my cup of tea but they did a really good job with this one. I was quite surprised because i was thinking to myself a few times i'm i'm surprised how happy i am to go back and do it again like how fine I am to go work my way back through through hell. So it's well balanced with motivation and rewards. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, you can play with a controller. So it's kind of nice to just sometimes be able to just chill back and and uh, use a controller for it. Uh, but you mentioned the private league. We did get that set up this week. Well, I say we talk about it. All right, go for Let's it. Let's jump into it. So our private league is going to start November... Are you waiting for a drum roll? Is that it? Or did you forget? I forgot. <laughs> November 20th at noon PST. And it's going to run for 10 days. So if, you, if you've already signed up for it, then you're already accepted into it. And if not, you have to be on our Discord. So make sure you hop onto our Discord and you'll find the information under announcements. But what we're doing for this, this league, for this private league, we're, the, the, basically the main goal is to be the highest living everything this league it's so it's hardcore solo cell found heist 
but this time in order to win, you have to be alive. So it's not the highest character dead or alive. You have to be living in order to win the different rewards. Good choice of words. Yes. What we're doing basically is the highest level living character of each class will win a $20 uh, gift card for Path of Exile points. And so that means all the Marauders are competing, all the Templars, the Rangers, which do list Shadow and Scions are all competing within their own class. So you can play whatever ascendancy you want and you're just competing with the classes. Right, just the class. And it's XP based. So if, if there's two people at 91, we're just taking the one with the highest XP. The one who gets to the highest and is alive. Right. So if the one who's at the top dies, you're out. Sucker! Start over. Uh, and then the secondary part, which was... <laughs> what we wanted to do was... What happened is we wanted to make sure more people had chances of winning prizes this time. Because when we did the league last, when we did the private league uh, last league, we had one person who was able to just take it all. And it came down to just who has the most time and, you know, can not die. And, and we wanted to make it so we can be more spread out. So one thing to keep in mind, too, with those classes is you can only win two of the class prizes. So you can't come in and just no life it for 10 days and get the highest class in each of the classes and win all seven of them. So the most you can win is two of them. But also we wanted to come up with like a lottery system. So Tyler sucked last league. That's debatable. Highly debatable. <laughs> I was in the top 10 pages <laughs> of That's our private living league. and dead. Yes. I think I was page seven. That's pretty impressive. I'm not sure you were that high. But anyway, in order to get into the lottery, you have to, all you have to do, it's, it couldn't be simpler. Like the simplest would have just been sign up, but that's too easy. So the next simplest thing that we could come up with, well, that I could come up with, because Tyler <laughs> definitely wouldn't have suggested this, <laughs> is if you have an account that gets a character higher level than Tyler's highest character. Now, we're giving Tyler a break here. He can have a living or dead character to count towards this. But if you get a character that is alive at the end of the league and it is higher, just one character, higher any class, than any class. Yeah, any class. No restrictions to this one at all. You just have to get higher than whatever Tyler could get as his highest living or dead. What this mostly uh, you'll get entered into a, a draw. And of those draws, we're giving away five $10 Path of Exile points. You can only win one of those, but you can win one of those if you won the top class as well. So. Anyone who gets higher than Tyler with a living character beating his highest living or dead character. So we'll be all cheering for Tyler to die <laughs> as often as possible, which also yeah. means all of us will get our wish. Like it's pretty much guaranteed that you'll Come die. We'll be in the lottery. Yeah. And that you'll, you'll, right. you'll die. No. Uh, and I think that's it. I think so. The sign up to join the league is i think i don't remember how many people are in it right now we'll add more slots so if you want to join just click the link in discord sign up and you will get in no matter what so it's a yep. forever exile the only thing we're not promoting this anywhere else so if you listen to the podcast and you're on discord you can play we know that it kind of overlaps a little bit with the gauntlet one that's happening with ziz i think it's actually starting tomorrow we're recording this on the 13th i feel like his starts on the 14th uh, so there's a big hardcore. It, it's insane. It's like got every terrible mod you could ever have. Yeah. 
Ours has no weird mods. It has no mods. It's literally just hardcore solo self found. But we do understand that it crosses his by about a couple days. We did discuss trying to maybe extend ours so that we didn't cut with it at all. But in the end, it's not a me and Tyler thing anyway. If you want to play in his, which hopefully if you can get tonight, there's some great prizes for even people who can't win types of things like that. So hopefully you can get up into those ranges of maybe getting into the chance of a lottery win with his but we're not competing so if you want to play in in ours knock yourself out you'll have space we'll have space for you but if not you know don't worry about it we'll catch you in the next one yep so it's going to run for 10 days one reward for the best living character in each class not ascendancy and then everybody and you can win a maximum of two of those and then a random five people that beat that are alive that are better than me which is all which is basically nobody also go into a little bit of a draw yeah Sweet. so we'll have a, a draw for that so yeah it it's kind of fun because we're giving away more money than we did last time but we're breaking it up across multiple people which is so much better yeah it's fun it's fun you get he's less fun. he's for fun <laughs> it's a fun. where's that for fun Where, where's that from i don't know it's a for fun that sounds like oh wait what's that Nacho Libre. That's what it is. Is that your Google? Yeah, my Google Home always goes <laughs> off. I keep forgetting to unplug it for the, po- awesome. for the podcast. And I didn't even say anything Google related. I know. Flipping Google. Uh, okay. So yeah, anyway, that's that's starting November 20th. You can sign up anytime. You just, you'll get the information on our Discord. You're not going to find it anywhere else. We're not going to tweet it out. We're not going to send it out. If you want to be in it, you got to be on Discord. We want to talk about PoE, but I wanted to bring this up with you because you like consoles. I've heard consoles just came out this week. Both of them just released this past week. Do you know much about this release? It was a very calm release, but both consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X slash S were very, um, they were sold out everywhere. Like you could, what makes it calm to to you? It's stupid. I've been paying attention to it and I'm very excited for it. And I didn't even realize the release date came and went. Okay. So here's my problem. I, I understand that they do it to to build up like, I don't know what the word is, to build up people's excitement for it. But having such limited stock at release to me is just not cool. It's so not, they know when the release is coming. I know that they do it's it to Nintendo try and increase thing. sales. Nintendo always does that. I'm surprised that it. these two did. I don't think it was intentional. Do you think oh, 100%, it was? 100%. 100%. Uh, that, like PlayStation has said that, well, it, it, it's completely dwarfed our pre-sales for that PlayStation 4 had. And, you know, that's why we're delayed and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, and then even taking it a step further in Canada, I don't know if Microsoft has, but Sony has said you can't sell them in stores. Sony it, throughout all of Canada will not allow retail stores to sell them in stores. And their whole purpose for that is COVID. They're trying to, you know, which I appreciate. Yeah, that's that is kind of thoughtful. Like the company will take a hit for that for sure. But then they're not available to buy online. They're, it's not like that increased stock. They're basically most EB oh. games and most Best Buys and whatever have a crazy small stock. When they came out on sale on the day. So this isn't pre-sale. This is actual release date. I, I think they were all sold out within 30 minutes across Canada. Yeah, that's I not enough that. stock. That's stupid. And then. Because the same thing happened in the States, but in the States, you could also go into a GameStop right. or into a Best Buy and or a Walmart and they were in stock. And then just another thing to piss people off in Canada, and this isn't the States related, this is just Canada. 
for orders online, all shipments were coming from out east and all shipments were going through Canada Post. And if you live in Canada, you know how absolute garbage. If Canada Post is the only shipping from out east to out west, you're like at least a week. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. And especially right now, it's slower. So, uh, but, and, and I mean, of course, and I would never blame people for doing this. People are selling them right now for ludicrous amounts of money. And that fine, that, that, you know, if you can make money, why not? But that I just find that crap annoying. And I don't even, I'm not even a console person. I do want the PS5 because I want to play Demon's Souls. Yeah. But not for $1,700 for a PlayStation. No. I'm excited for them. I wasn't really... um like I really only play PoE. Uh, there's no, like, I don't buy them for AAA titles. I play them for the games I already have, right? Path of Exile will be updated eventually for the new consoles. Until then, it'll be backwards compatible, I believe. Um, like Dragon's Dogma, awesome. Dark Souls or Elden Ring would be the only AAA title I'm getting, but that's because it's, you know, same same thing as Dark Souls type of thing. So that's that's it. So I'm not in a rush, so I wasn't really... I was pretty apathetic to all the woes that other people had where they buy the newest thing and then they get the newest game. And, you know, so the Xboxes have been smoking. <laughs> it's been pretty <laughs> funny. Been. Yeah. The black ones, because there's two versions of it, right? There's a yeah. the bigger black one. And then there's the, the they, I honestly, I mean, I don't, I know you love Xbox. They look so stupid. I, I think all of them do. Sony, well, they Xbox, do, but I don't care. The Sony, at least it's like, hey, we took some time to maybe design a something xbox was right. like eh, we got a rectangle it just <laughs> it i just think box. it looks stupid but anyway they're all out there i don't know what it's like in the states i assume it's I, I saw people talking about the fact that in the states they were selling the playstation 5 for like 13 1400 us online which is way more money than what they actually cost but i think they're 600 bucks canadian for us if if we were to find them eventually in retail yeah 670 for the PlayStation if you want the it's kind of funny or 630 sorry 630 is the PlayStation if you want the disc yeah. or 500 if you want the digital only and what's bizarre to me is that I know a disc drive does not cost $130. Yeah. Crazy that that's the price difference between how and that's it that's the only difference between them. They're probably just trying to discourage disc sales on a regular basis. Eventually it'll be digital only anyway. So maybe but that, that would kind of suck for that whole back, backward compatible stuff, though, if you can't put a disc in. Yes and no. What I don't know how Sony's works. Uh, Microsoft, they have backwards compatibility for a billion of their games. And you could use your disc or you could use it digitally. And um, for certain games, they would have the recognition that you had the digital version of it. How? And then other, I don't know. I don't but know. if you bought the physical version, how would it know? I don't know. There was a process uh, when the Xbox One was originally released where it did it for some games. I bet at some point you had to put it. I don't I don't actually know. That doesn't make sense to me if that's a real thing. But I just think it's I think it's weird to me that companies will put out something that is, you know, relatively hyped that they are making a piss load of money on and then understock it. I just think that's kind of kind of dumb. And then also like the whole idea of not selling them in person in Canada. I understand that it's trying to be COVID sensitive and aware, but isn't that the responsibility of the company that's selling them? You know what I mean? Like of the store of the store to be like, okay, guys, this is where your space. I, I feel like that should have been their decision, not Sony's, especially in one country. Yeah. Like, uh, why? 
how did you pick Canada? I don't understand how that by the only thing I can think of is they were like, well, we can't tell the U S what to do because that won't go well, but Canada, eh, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be fine. Well, the Pacific Rim numbers for COVID have skyrocketed, so maybe they're concerned about their trade partners. Well, skyrocketed though is they're higher in, com- in comparison. In, yeah, we're not like we're not like terrible, terrifying numbers that you're seeing in some places down south. But yeah, they are they're very anal about that kind of stuff up here. Which I again, I'm not arguing that. I'm happy that everybody's wearing a mask now, and it's a, a lot tighter up here. But it's weird for me for Sony to tell a country. <laughs> that you can't sell them in store. I'm I'm excited for the release, but I'm kind of like I have the same mentality with these new consoles that I do with PoE. Like I'm excited for the new league, but I'm in no hurry. I'm totally fine getting the stable version of standard. And with the new consoles, I'm totally fine waiting until the end of spring when I don't know when PoE is actually made for the new consoles or something. Or I don't know, Dragon's Dogma comes out with its online version i don't know some a game that one of the few games i'm super stoked about comes out then i'll get it and it'll be in store and all the patches will be there and it'll be stable and people won't be blowing their vape smoke into the xbox consoles <laughs> did you see that tweet <laughs> they, they had to tell people i can't not to believe blow we have to it. tweet this but don't vape blow your vape smoke into the xbox i will say just for the p- majority of people out there who are pc players and are on the smarter side of that stick huh? It's been a little bit funny. I kind of, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around, like if you were just a console player, right? If people just play console mm-hmm. and this happens every release, every single time a new console comes out, I watched this one guy that was talking about the visuals and I think he was using the Xbox. I don't remember it was Xbox or PlayStation. They're pretty, pretty comparable, but they were like, look at the light as I turn the camera. <laughs> and as a PC player, I was like, Okay, well, that's not that impressive, but that's certainly been around for all. But it was just like, I love yeah. that stuff where they're like, yeah. did you know that stuff can do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a game it's, can look like this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. The Xbox that up. we have upstairs, it's just a Xbox one. I think it's the S. They, I love one thing that Microsoft does. They keep updating like their new consoles are out and they're still updating their old console. And I love it. So they came out with an update not that long ago that increased their... I guess, HD capabilities with certain TVs. And so I was going through and I was changing the HD settings, the HDR settings. And I went through and at the end, it's like, okay, this is what it used to look like. This is what it's going to look like. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that's the exact same picture. That's like a copy and paste. So I'm like, hey, love. And I was going to, so I get my wife, call her into the, to the living room. And I'm like, check this out. And I'm going to make fun of it. And she's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And she was like, like literally she could see the huge difference between them. And I'm like, that's awesome. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, which one are you looking at? <laughs> like, I <couldn't>, That's <laughs> so, awesome. So I guess it's amazing for some, but not, I'm not the type of person. I remember when Stan, when we went from coax cables to whatever came after coax with cable and we were hanging out. This is what you still lived at home, like with your parents at this stage. This is, so this is years ago. And I, we go over and we're watching soccer. And I'm like, I'm looking, everyone's like, oh, look how amazing this is. And I'm looking and I'm like, looks, looks the same. <laughs> could, oh, so your eyes are just difference. totally effed. Cause there was a, I remember that was a big change from coax to, oh man, I don't want to date ourselves. Anyway, it was a good, <laughs> I, I swear good they intentionally dumbed down coax quality because the new version looked just like it used to. And then at some point immediately coax made me squint. 
Anyway, I just love that console people get excited for something that's been around for a very long time. If you would just play on a friggin' PC. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's get into uh, Path of Exile. So we're, we're going to do this week in POE. We talked a little bit about some of the stuff in After Dark with Yoji last week. and uh, But obviously some of it we want to talk about in uh, the main episode as well. So why don't you... I, I only have like one... We're going to talk about affinities afterwards. So let's talk about the rest of it. Yes, I see your note. I am excited about your comments about that. But first, it's been two weeks, right, since we were able to talk about things that POE has done throughout the week. They've come out with a lot of MTX, so much that I'm not going to bother listing. I have a couple highlights. Some actually. of it comes off tomorrow or the, oh, it might even be before this comes out. The yeah, they're Halloween out. themed Halloween specific stuff. ones. I don't remember when, but they are timed. So check Crazy them out skeleton. if you wanted to. Did you buy those? The dancing hmm. skeletons? You didn't? You were so excited about them. I bought two. All my points went to our private league. Poor oh, me, Justin. You're, you're <laughs> oh, so nice. Just... <laughs> no, I don't really care. I don't like pets. If it was a MTX for a skill, I would be on it a hundred percent. I don't even care what the skill is. I'd use it. Oh man. I remember long ago. I don't remember if it was when I worked there or if we were just shopping there, but we were at EB games and some, one of them came up, I was buying something and you were just there waiting, couldn't wait to get out. Then all of a sudden somebody brought up a wow, wow mount. They're like, Hey, you, you playing the new expansion? You get it? Oh no, I'm done with wow. Had every oh, mount. You get a cool mount and you're like, mount I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right i think you resubscribed you played for a couple months True. straight but i know these aren't mounts but anyway if i could ride that skeleton then maybe <laughs> oh man wouldn't that be awesome they add mounts one day as part of your items mm -hmm. so anyway they came out with tons the new dragon apparition is really cool the angels and demons mystery box which was released i really like that one so i'm excited that's part of the personal thing now that you, well not personal store that you can just buy whenever I'm loving these group releases they're doing. Have you noticed? Like, the like they came out with, yeah, yeah. They had, and I think it started this league with the league rewards. They had that challenge point where you would unlock three helmets, I think it was, not just one. Okay. So you're right. But the portals aren't buy one, get them all. No, 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 no. Right. But they kind of like that group aspect sure. joined. So with the reward, yes, you get all three. But now with these group releases, they had realistic looking animals. I love the realistic looking MTX. I think that stuff's yeah. cool. So there's ducks. Come on. Quack, quack. Is that a pet? <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Now imagine if you could do the flying V from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, can I please have six pets? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'd like to organize them. I'd like a formation stack. But then they have... um. The Stygian portals came out in different colors. And so it's cool, though. They release five different colors of one theme. So if there's you like the look, but you want a different color, I'm liking where that's going. I think that's cool. I bought the Mystic Gate portal as soon as it came out. I went, yeah, oh, yeah, that night I went on. Do you know what? Sold Is it the me? green one or the blue one? No, it's it's a really light blue. Um, yeah, okay. It's an arch made of brick. And then it's kind of cloudy, oh, yes. blue and yeah, misty yeah. in the middle. You know what I love about it? It's huge. It's mm -hmm. like three characters high. I don't, I, it's the biggest portal I've ever seen. It's awesome. Did you hear the story behind that one? I didn't. I really like reading the stories of that stuff, but I missed it. it. I, I just it? happened to catch the tweet uh, by the guy who designed it, who works for GGG. And he mentioned that it was one day he came in and he was trying to like learn and get better at some of his design work. And so this was the very first thing that he just kind of designed on his own. And it was oh, a while okay. ago. It wasn't yeah. like recent. And so he was he was quite excited that it was actually being released as a portal. That's cool. Cool. I wish I read that. I'll go and I'll backtrack and check that out. And uh, they uh, they released a lot of shield 
MTX as well, which, which you've I'm complained loving. about for a while. I, so that's cool. I love, yeah, I really want there to be more variety. So they added some more of that, which is really cool. Uh, personal request uh, for GGG is more pirate MTX, but also tree ends. Wouldn't it be awesome to have like tree ent zombies or skeletons? How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. Really cool is your answer. So anyway, they had they came up with a whole bunch of the MTX stuff. And did you see the con- the release? I love it when they do concept art. I'm not like I'm not an artist, but I love seeing what these things look like from a wonderfully rendered image before it goes into PoE. Because I mean, it's totally different art, right? Like it's the idea is there, but when it's in gameplay, it looks very different than what was actually on the computer screen. So I love seeing it. Did you see the concept art for Angels and Demons? No, I didn't. It was sweet. I'll pull it up though. I'll use it for our YouTube background so that I can see it. I always like to find new stuff for yeah, yeah. whatever goes on our background on YouTube. So <laughs> I loved Yoji's. That was awesome. He sent them. I asked him. Yeah. I was like, give me some fun ones. Cool. And then they had one patch in a couple hot fixes, but yeah, one main patch yeah, for the most part. Yeah. And uh, I had, I only had a couple highlights from them, but it looks like you had one. So you go first. I've been talking too long. Only because it, it made me laugh. The Azerite mine is now capped at depth level 65,535. And my note to that was just few. <laughs> yeah. That was necessary. I am so <laughs> curious what what led to this. What what happened? What yeah. like I'm I, I get that it was actually kind of funny as you got towards this heist, which is I I really, really like heist. I had a great time in heist, but I also feel like heist is starting to take a pretty heavy dip and probably some of the stuff with regards to the delay is having an an impact on that. But you were seeing a lot of people getting to stupid depths. I remember playing and being like 13,000. That's a lot. Like, I, (laughs) why do you even show me this anymore at this point? Like, I don't care. I'm an, I'm astonished at those players. Good for them. Yeah. I would love to see a YouTube of somebody doing them at these depths because I don't get what solo. I don't get why you're doing it and I don't get what you're doing. I just don't understand it. But what, what was the, what was the thing that led them to like, Oh, this is six. There has to be something mathematical with 65,535 that makes them <laughs> like, we just can't let them go to 65,536. Cause that would wreck the game. But 65,535 plus now I really want to see what that looks like. I want to see somebody's, mine map where the bottom is just flat oh that'd be kind of cool and then you got to go sideways imagine how long it would take to scroll to the bottom you know when you have a new character and it starts you at the top and then you got to scroll and scroll oh my goodness it is so tedious on console because you're just holding down on the left analog stick because you can't zoom out oh and i got to close my eye well you can but you still got to scroll down and it's dun 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 dun. Oh yeah, because it would stop at each button. Yeah, and I mean, I'm only in the like 280s. There's no button for like page down, like just to jump to the bottom or something. They should put that in there. That was the only part that I cared about. It made me laugh because I I read the notes and I was nothing really stood out to me. But that one, I was like, the hell, how did that become a thing? I think the number is awesome. I I would love to see what the mods are like. Like the difference in like the list of mods for the areas in Delve at 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 65,535. I like, I, how, how big is that list? I'd love to know the reason that they're doing this, but anyway. I, okay. I have to go back to this. It's 65,535. That is about 65,000. <laughs> 
235 yeah. more than I've ever. I feel like the deepest I've gotten is like 250, 300. Gotcha. What? 60. That's crazy. Well, cap it at a thousand. Why? Why? No, I, no. I, seriously, I want to see somebody's video of them going to these like 15, 20,000 depths. I want to know what they're doing. Like, are you killing things? Are you. Yeah. What the hell? I, I don't know. I remember a long time ago, one of the patches was we've now increased the amount of XP to earn levels after level 90. So it was a, it, it was a lot longer to get to 91, 92, 93. And the idea was to make 100 just insanely hard. And I, one of my favorite replies to that was, oh, good, because <laughs> I was scared I was getting close to getting to level 100, right? Like, I'm never going to get 100. I, I, I can't. I never will. And uh, for me, I'm never going to get to 65,000. I love the prospect of the game being crazy hard and that I'm never going to accomplish getting sure. 100. I love the idea that I'm never going to get to 65,000. I'd love to be able to. I'm never going to, though. And I love the prospect that there's always something further that I can do. I think that's really cool. Can I just ask, though, something that's a little funny? Two weeks ago, we're told that, you know, with the delay from Cyberpunk, they were looking at things that were going to happen between, you know, the end of heist and the beginning of 313. One, it just seems weird to me that they announced that a suggestion is endless delve. And then they're like, here's our delve cap. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to do an endless delve, endless but here's delve. the end of delve. <laughs> like what? It just seems funny. No more endless for That's endless right. delve. Endless ish delve. I think it's really cool. There's, I, I'm, I would there has to, to be a reason. reason. Yeah. yeah, I don't care what the reason. Give me a I, give me a I, asterisk and a note at the bottom that says like, <laughs> right. here's why. Anyway, what else stood out to you? Sixty five thousand five hundred and thirty six is right yeah, out. What happens? <laughs> like, what happens at five hundred and thirty six? Yeah, that's cool. See. I'd love to have a build. I'd I'd love to. I haven't even bothered looking into what the delve specific builds focus on, but maybe one day. One day. Hold on. There's a guy. This has nothing to do with this, but I think I'm not going to say who it was because I don't remember and I don't want to say the name wrong. But they got to 100 only heisting. They never killed Act 5 Katava. They went from they went from level 0, like 1, to 100 in heist. I have no clue how. Oh, in heist, in heist. Yeah. How do you sustain? I don't have a clue. I was thinking Delve. How do you, like, how do you sustain any of that? Like, how do you get contracts? Well, you can buy contracts heist? every level. But that would mean you would have to level using said contracts. And I have no idea if the XP is high enough to, to continue that. I'm not Obviously sure. It is. Anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Here, I, I didn't know if this was something that stood. I wanted to ask you about this. Wasn't sure if this was. Oh no, yeah, you did bring this up. Fixed an issue where engineering and agility traps could get into a state of being unable to be deactivated during lockdown if you previously deactivated them during the imminent lockdown period. That happened to you, right? Where you were on the wrong side of a trap, but you couldn't undo it because it only expected you to come from one direction, not the other. Yeah, it's not the same thing though. It sounds like the same thing. What was happening to me is when the door, the the traps and the doors were activating during the build up to the full, like during that whatever, 20, 25 seconds. What this is saying is that if I deactivated those doors during that period, that I wouldn't be able to do it again as I came out. I, I'd never experienced that. That would suck if it ever happened because you would actually be stuck. Interesting. I'm stuck in Delve at a certain place. Well, not stuck. There's an area I really want to go to and explore, but I can't. And hopefully there's so here, fixed an issue which could cause distant Delve areas to be not clickable, preventing you from traveling to it. Now, okay. I don't know so if this off is the, screen. the... Yeah, I don't know if it's off the screen or not. 
I've had that for going down. So I have one of those, I don't know what the proper terms are, but I have one of those areas that you have to blow up the wall to unlock the path to, right? Um, and I'm at the only location that it can be at. And when I go to that location, there's no path to go up, okay? So I can't unlock that place that doesn't have a road that's leading to it yet. I can't find that path and blow up the wall. So I'm like, okay, well, let's double check. There's supposed to be that road at this location, but there isn't. So I travel to the node that's next to it that I've unlocked. And then I travel down along that yellow path that I've already unlocked to go back to the node where I'm supposed to have the starting point. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it's it's kind of, okay. So I'm traveling from one node that I've already been to, to the node where the starting point's supposed to be. And I'm going, I'm going, it's a long path. And then all of a sudden- You stop. There's this invisible wall and I can't get to it. And on the other side is that like yellow circle yep. where I previously That's was. Purposeful. Now I can use, why? What is that? So it limits how much of the delve loads so that the entire delve doesn't load all the time. So there's an actual range from the or from the yellow circle that you go to. And if the pathing between the two is long enough, you actually won't be able to reach back if you try to run back to it. It's, it's literally to be. eight character steps away. And I think part of that is the reason why I can't access that road. There's something to do with that length of block with the area that loads when I load the original area where I think I'm where I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be going to that. My guess is just user error. Unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> I never make mistakes. But they also fixed an issue where the purifier's weapons were unable to perform any attacks. So if you have thought that the purifier was easy, it's now going to be a normal fight. But I thought that was interesting where they couldn't do any attacks. I don't know if I ever noticed that. It must be something, some weird combination that would cause that to happen. Yeah, well, I thought that was kind of neat. But anyway, with the exception of the one major subject we've excluded, that was the last two weeks in POE. It was awesome. Yep, let's get into the big one, which is the stash tab folders and stash tab affinities. Ooh. So let's take on folders first. I don't care. I know you like them. I don't actually care about the folders. The folders are kind of meh, but I, they're cool. I, it's cool that they put it in and gave people the ability to use them. But I don't see, I don't find them super useful. I will say out of all of this, out of everything, affinities, folders, stash tabs, I am really, really, really impressed that they did what I was saying. I hope they did, which is that it works with every stash tab, paid right. or not paid. You can use this affinity system with every single stash tab. Amazing. I'm blown away that they, I, I agree, 100% agree. And I'm blown away that they came away with the idea of letting your free tabs, your five free tabs at the beginning being included in this, right? Like, cause it seems to me like even just changing the color, changing the name of your tab, you have to pay for that. Yep. Right. And, and you couldn't even right click them like a, a, a previously free stash tab. You just couldn't right click cause there was no reason to, to right click it. So I was kind of curious. You can right click it now. You just can't name it or color it, but they did give you the fact that they threw in affinities there is amazing. And to anyone who is complaining, go to heck. Because that is awesome. <laughs> this is me being nice. Did you see that? I said, go yeah, to I know you intentionally didn't swear. Yep. I was very uh, nice. By right click, you mean push down on the right analog stick, right? No, That's we are not talking about those dirty consoles. We are talking about the PC master race, which is what everybody <laughs> should be playing. Go ahead. I can't believe they came out with stash tab affinities for console so quickly. 
from the notes that I was reading, it was like it was coming, but it wasn't like they still had to figure it out and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it was like four days later it came out. I was blown away. I was blown away. Now I was actually, anyway, I love the new affinity system folders you asked about. So let me do folders, folders. I love the concept of it. I'm, I'm a folder freak. I'll organize them all. But to me right now, they're pointless only because um, you can't see which tabs are in the folder from the dropdown menu, right? Yeah, I've never actually looked, to be honest. I made it just a test. Yeah, I'd like to be able to, you know, from looking from left to right when the tabs are listed, just have folders so I don't have to scroll left and right. But then on the PC dropdown menu where it shows all your stuff, I'd like to be able to, if something's in a folder, have it listed under the folder there so I can still just single click on it if I'm looking for something. Oh, you right? can't? Like a, no, right now, if you have it in a, a folder on the dropdown menu. Only the folder shows? Only the folder shows. And so it limits how you organize it, which I, it's not really a complaint. But for me, with how I like to do stuff, I love the affinity. I love just click, 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 and it's all the way in there. I most definitely, even though it's not good that screens change quickly for my concussion stuff, I have it so that I the screen pops up. It's like divination, currency, maps, divination. Oh, oh why? Oh, I absolutely love it. Oh, I don't turn that on. I don't know. I like it. And then, so I love all that stuff. But then when you're done that, you still need to access your stuff. And I don't want to like, okay, wait, I, I was my currency tab in this folder? Let me open it. Oh, shoot. No, was my selling tab in this one? It really limits how you organize it. So once they allow you to see the full list of all your stuff, even if they're in a folder, I'll be using folders like crazy. Yeah. See, for me, I just don't use the folders because then the affinity goes straight to the tab that it's supposed to go. And it still does. Yeah. But the, it, without, I don't have to worry about the folder thing you're talking about because I just go straight to the, the tab I want because I'm not using folders. But I love the fact that now I have a quad tab that normally would be very full after a number of maps now has very little in it. And all my other stuff is just put, I think it's awesome. They did such a great job with how it works. I can't imagine having it swap tabs while I'm doing it. I feel like my head would just spin. Yeah. I close my left eye <laughs> so what? that why I only see my right. No, I like it. I like it. I don't know why. Doesn't make I like any sense. It. Oh man, but I was going to write a bug on console about affinities uh, because it wasn't working, right? Roll your eyes all you like. It wasn't working. So I turn on working? stash tab affinities and I turn it on so that, you know, the tab changes so that I can see that it's working and where it's going and how, if I have a full stack of div cards or, oh wow, that was my first of this fossil. Neat. And then I'll ignore it, right? I like that stuff. But it wasn't working. And I'm like, I'm hitting X to transfer stuff to my stash. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? I Maybe the check marks were wrong. So I turn off stash affinities. I turn off, you know, showing me where which tab it's going into. It's not working. I'm like, oh, I go online. Nobody's having the issue. Nobody's talking about it. I'm like, what is going on? No way. So anyway, a day or two later, I remembered that I had to actually assign my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually had to go into the tab and say, yes, I want my currency specialty tab to take my currency. I totally forgot about that. So uh, stash tabs are working fine on all platforms as far as I know. Oh, yeah. I thought the, if I did, I played with it for a little bit when it first came out, played with it for a little bit last week. It just makes mapping so much nicer. It is going to take a bit to get used to because it's a little weird to just uh, forever. We've just left the map either dumped it into a single tab or actually gone into each individual tab to do it. Yeah. I'm yeah, I really like it. I like the fact that if I have a unique in my inventory that I already have, it just stays there. So I know I can just dump it. 
yeah, I, I think they did a great job with the affinities and the fact that they made it open to everybody, regardless Amazing. of whether you've paid or not. Awesome. Honestly, I think it's a really smart business decision because it shows people how much more valuable stash tabs can be. And you're even more inclined to go purchase one, even from that perspective. But I thought it was very thoughtful, even if you're not thinking from that perspective, to actually make those tabs that convenient. I think it's great. I just think it's absolutely awesome that the road, I mean, people have been so excited for this and I saw on Reddit and I totally get it. And the company was very patient too. Triple G, Triple G, Triple G, very patient with everybody being excited. Like, hey, when are they coming out? Hey, when are they coming out? I know you announced they're coming out soon or that they were delayed. I'm just really excited. And they were very cool with their responses. I loved it. Um, Some people think that as exciting as it is and as great as it is, that this should have been out six years ago as opposed to 2020 i'm just happy they're out i think it's really cool here's one thing that i wanted to ask you about i've been waiting since these came out to ask you about chris and we've had this conversation quite a few times for different reasons item weight was a big deal for chris in a previous interview that he had recently for 313 do you think this changes or maybe we've already had this conversation my apologies to repeat it do you do you think stash tab affinities change the value of item weight now that they're out now that you've seen and played with it a little bit do you think it changes the item weight value this no. conversation sounds familiar maybe we did have it I, I don't maybe it was an after dark conversation i don't think it changes item weight hmm. no i think uh, we've talked about it before that i think it would if things dropped identified that's sort of where part of our oh, conversation i do around. remember that okay right but uh, if entities no no okay i find that it actually kind of does take away from it a little bit because i'm going through and i'm just i'm enjoying how different my like how less how much less time i'm doing my inventory i absolutely love it but now i'm not that excited like oh sweet that was a t16 map or oh wow i have a full stack like i'm not really noticing you know what i mean why would that be different i don't i, I maybe because I just it's going by quick different. the prop because the process is that much more fast that that much faster and i'm not doing so let's say i'm going to my div tab I'm not just, okay, now where's all my divination cards? And I click on all my divination cards. I see them showing up and it's div only. Now I'm not even looking at my stash tabs. I'm just looking at my inventory. I don't have to care about what it is. I'm just click, 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 click. It's gone. I don't know if I have a full stack. I don't notice that if it was a golden oil or an amber oil or whatever, like it's gone. I remember when I picked it up, but at that point, it's all apathy and I'm moving on to the next map. So for me, item weight is a little bit more diminished. I would argue that that's just a personal thing because if you, yeah, if you, if you were, if you were picking up div cards, first off, you'd see them when you pick them up, same with the oils or anything. But when you, when you are uh, throwing it into the tabs to use the affinity system, if you're choosing to just spam click, which I would assume most people are, that's just a personal choice. You could, the one nice thing is you could still do them slowly. You could mouse over each one and control click it. True. And then make the decision to control click and it would go versus, you know, if, yeah, I, I think that that just comes down to a personal preference of whether you want to be slow enough to watch all the stuff or if you want to just spam click them. I think most people, because this has no effect on rares that you're going to have to identify. Right, right. And that's to me where item weight tends to lay is how good is a rare item that's going to be dropping or that you're choosing if you are or are not going to pick it up. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about on the div, div card specifically side, because sometimes you might forget what you've picked up, but you could also choose to just control left click it slower, like after you've most over it. But yeah, 
I just find the old process, I was more, even if I was in a hurry, I was just more aware of what I was stashing. True. And in this process, I'm not. And But like you said, item weight is always going to be preference. And that's what makes their job in item weight land and trying to figure out what's going on. It's trying to accommodate as many preferences and excitements as possible, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's absolutely awesome. Zero complaints. And you know it's just going to be further improved upon over time. So, good job. G-g-g-g-g-g. Yeah, I like them. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit ago about cyberpunk, the delays, obviously they came up with it. Uh, you mentioned this to me today that I didn't actually know, but that there's actually other titles and other companies and games that have chosen also to delay for cyberpunk. Now uh, I'm, I'll, I'll let you kind of head this one up cause you know more about it than I do, but I, I agree from any company that chooses to do it, that they know what they're doing. Like cyberpunk is just too big, too much hype for a company especially if you're not a huge company to me- it's not like an ea game or 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 some some big game mm-hmm. that's got money behind them who can go well whatever we'll release with them anyway we're gonna we'll do fine but if you're a smaller developer or you really count on that initial income you would be crazy to try and compete with it right but when i worked at electronic arts for example we would release our sports games always at the same time it was irrelevant to who the company was, right? No matter who was making how many basketball or hockey games or whatever it was, because there was a season that was starting, right? The national, I, I, this is going to like <laughs> bother every one of our international listeners outside of Canada, the United States, because of soccer slash football. But when the NFL, when football is getting released, right? It starts in September, right? They would release their Madden game in August, a month before, right? You want to get the hype. You want to get part of the new season hype. When hockey, when the NHL is going to start in October, they would release their NHL game in September. All their competitors, right? And even FIFA, right? FIFA would start in our November. So you'd have like, we call it soccer because we're silly, but soccer, right? Comes out in November. So they release FIFA in October. Every other company that wasn't Electronic Arts always published their competitive games two, three weeks before EA. It doesn't make sense to release a sports game two months before the new season in real life starts, but it does when you're trying to, when you're scraping your income away from a company as massive as Electronic Arts. And here, now Path of Exile is actually one of the first, I mean, it's a huge game, but it's still, Path of Exile was one of the first companies to change their game date based on cyberpunk. Now, out of all the articles I've read, there's been tons of games that have pushed back the release dates because of Cyberpunk. A lot of the articles even referenced Grinding Gear games and Path of Exile as a result. Like they started, not necessarily started the movement and people are copying PoE, but they were one of the first companies to have the guts to do it. And say that that's why. And yeah, not necessarily because GGG did it, but there's a lot of companies that are doing it. PoE was one of the first ones to do it. And so I thought that was, I don't know, I I guess as a fan of the game and we're very passionate about PoE and we kind of get caught up in our own opinions, having a lot more value than, than maybe they should. It was nice for me that wants to play PoE sooner to see like, yeah, it just makes sense. Like they're not, you know, like it's good. PoE knows what their GGG knows what they're doing. A lot of companies copy it. And even when I worked at, um, what was that game company I worked for? Not EA, the other one. This is the one that sells stuff. EB Games? When I worked at EB Games, companies were 
always changing their release dates around trip. Like when a Bethesda game was coming out, all of a sudden, I remember, oh, I forget which game it was, but a Bethesda game would get announced. It was coming out six months later. All of a sudden, our system was blah, 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 blah. all these release dates changed all around that November 11th time, right? It was two weeks before, two weeks after. Companies were always changing stuff. So anyway, didn't mean to rant on it. It was just, it's cool to see other companies doing the same thing. Gives you more reassurance if you're one of the critics. They can go to hell. The critics. Yep. Not the other games. Yeah, no, like well, I'm, I'm on board. I, I actually don't know any <laughs> of the games. I think it's smart from any company's point of view. If you feel like cyberpunk is going to have some effect financially on you, but delay it. So what? Everybody delays. Cyberpunk's done it three times. You can do it once or twice. Watch when the new GTA or Red Dead come out. It'll happen again. Hopefully it doesn't uh, coincide or hopefully it nicely coincides with the POE release date. I'm not sure Red Dead is at the same level as Cyberpunk. I don't even think GTA is. I don't know. GTA, not, I would say. The thing, ah, I hate the, it. I hate the game, but I would no, say it's GTA is fine. The game's fine, but the, the, the reason Cyberpunk is what it is is just because of all of the hype that's built, been built up for the last year for this game and the people that are involved in the game and you've got streamers freaking out about the game and uh, there's just way too much behind it. Yeah. So I, I would... Yeah, I, I would. You would be crazy to try and compete with them unless you just had a crap load of money and didn't care. Do you think Keanu Reeves cares about cyberpunk? Not at all. I remember because I used to He's be in a big, it. It's awesome, but no. Yeah, yeah. I, rem- I used to be a big like when it first came out, Assassin's Creed fan for the first two Assassin's Creeds. And I remember when they went to go make it a movie, and what's his name, Michael Fassbender? I think his name is. He was the main guy in the movie for Assassin's Creed. Didn't know anything about the game. Didn't play. Did nothing from one of the interviews that I saw. So just interesting. And then, But then you have someone like Henry Cavill, who is such a huge fan of Witcher 3 that he goes sure. absolutely totally different. bonkers to be the guy, to be Geralt. So I'm pretty certain Keanu did not uh, <laughs> like seek out Cyber Project or whatever they're called and say, hey, guys, I need you to. Just get me in that game. I, I really, really wanted to. to be Geralt, but you said no. So they probably approached him and he was like, a what? <laughs> a, a, a video game? Is it for Nintendo? Yeah, I, I don't think he cares. No. While we're on the subject of astonishing things and Path of Exile, I got an achievement I've been wanting to get for forever. As a gamer, I used to really care about Xbox achievements Heavily. and Steam achievements big time. It was Xbox. For sure. Not Steam so much, but Xbox, good lord. I burnt out from that and I found chasing some of them, especially in the fallouts, I had to play styles that I really didn't want to. And I had to play a long time to get some of these achievements. So outside of 100%ing Dark Souls games, I don't care about it anymore. Even for PoE, I don't care. There's some very easy ones I don't have. Like I, I still, on any platform, don't. I've never chanced something to a unique. I have way more than enough chancing orbs to just easily get it, but I don't bother. I'm not looking for anything and I'm, I haven't gotten it, especially in a trade, <laughs> a game where you can trade. But I finally got an achievement that I have always wanted. It is called Overcharged, having 15 combined charges simultaneously. And you just got it? Good job. Oh, made me smile. And it doesn't count any of the new charges like inspiration or any other charges you can get. It's only endurance, frenzy, and power charges. And I finally got it with that passive tree character that you constantly make fun of, just hugging the outside wall. 
Oh, it's so awesome. I, I didn't even realize, I completely forgot about the achievement as I'm making this character. I was just excited about progressing the character and seeing how it goes. And then all of a sudden, ding, I see the thing and I was like, oh, wrote it down right away. That was about two weeks ago. But Did you know it was that one when you got it? No, no. I was looking and I was like, what, what did I do? And I'm like, what did I unlock something? And then it was, it was the charges. It was awesome. I didn't even realize it. I got it as a Christmas gift on two, in 2018. You had a character with 15. December 26th. Oh, sorry. December 26th, 2018 is when I unlocked it. What character would have you done where you were focusing that much on charges? Well, it was probably accidental. Yeah, but to get 15 takes a big investment. Like what kind? I mean, 2018, totally different game, PoE, but. Way harder to get them. Yeah, that's what, right. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I don't what remember, What have you man. been doing? I have no clue. Something that had a lot of charges, clearly. Yeah, you've, been, you've had major crit builds and major endurance charges. Yeah, I, I would have had it again this league, just using the, the neck, where I could match my power charges to dex charge or uh, frenzy charges. Like oh, I, wow. that, that's like 20, 20 charges right off the bat. Oh my goodness, that's insane. So, And that was not doing a crazy circle around the... <laughs> well you should have been imagine how much stronger it would have been imagine okay so lastly here i wanted to ask you about this you know um you've done some rf builds righteous fire builds in the past and one of my favorite freaking skills like i'm a minion only kind of guy but righteous fire i always have to have an rf build kicking around a guide now it's always bugged me but never enough that i've ever looked into it but you know when you turn on RF and you're sustaining it. You're not doing any other fancy stuff with your life. You're not reserving any other life in any way. You know, when you turn on righteous fire, it's actually consuming a part of your life. You're never actually at max life. So let's say you have 7,000 life. When you turn on righteous fire, you're actually at 6,990. And it's always driven me nuts that that's the case. And I never looked into it. But then somebody following my righteous fire guide asked about one of the alternate quality gems. And it was like, they just redid vitality. Vitality is a big part of a righteous fire build, probably most and divergent vitality does. It gives you bonus damage when you're on full life. And because a lot of righteous fire builds use vitality, that became pretty relevant. So I asked on Reddit and every single person that responded on Reddit was pretty cool about it. So Awesome. No pricks responded to me as far as I've checked anyway. But so about, was it four years ago, I think it was a mechanical glitch where you were never on full life if you were leeching or regening life to the point where you were maximizing. Okay. They changed that. And now it's just a visual glitch. Like you do still technically have 6,000. So if I, if 7,000 life is my max, but I turn on RF and I have 6,990. I still actually only have 6,990, but it counts as max life. Hmm. That's full life. They, so, right. Sorry, as full life. That's right. And so now if you're doing a crazy leech character, um, now it, I don't know if you call it a glitch or a bug or, or, or what, but technically you're still considered full life if you're leeching and you're, life can't go any higher based on whatever skills you're running. So I thought that was cool. It was, it was something that's been eating me for years, I guess, like not, not in a big way. I just never looked into it, but became relevant all of a sudden. So now we know, now, you know, 
Now you know when you're on righteous fire and your health can't go any higher, you're actually full life, even though you're not at max life. Do you have like any nice piano music you can play for that? A harp, maybe? I finally discovered it. I finally figured it out. And I had nice people on Reddit that helped me quickly. That's unheard of. I was, I linked, it was so nice that I linked the Reddit link to the person and the guide. It was great. It was, it was such a wonderful hugging experience. Anyway, screw you. I'm really happy for you. It's good to know. I know. I'm agreeing with you 100%. We should have a, and now you know sound. Yep. And now I think it's time to wrap up episode 55. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 55 of Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. Now I'm Tyler Recker of Days. If you're, again, wanting information about our private league coming up, make sure you, because this will be the last episode before it comes out. Uh, we'll obviously talk about it next in episode 56, but uh, it'll be starting in seven days from now. So Friday next week. Ooh. And uh, if you want to join, make sure you find that information under announcements on Discord. And uh, he said Discord in a really fancy accent. Discord. Discord. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you can uh, find our show notes down below. We've got a website, foreverexiled.com. We are on Twitter, foreverexiled82. Again, our Discord link's down below. And if you're interested in our Patreon, you can find that down below. It'll get you access into our After Dark, which for our Patreons, we'll catch you in After Dark after this and everybody else, 56. See ya. After Dark, after this, the podcast, after the podcast.